Hello and welcome to another weekly teaching from Vineyard Community Church, St. Louis. All right. Way, way back in the winter of 2021, Erin Stevens decided we needed a youth event. So she created this very small youth event. No, she went crazy like Erin always does. And we got Gino Olson in, which I didn't think I could get Gino Olson in. He's from a great pastor in Chicago that I have a great love for. So I said, Gino, please stay for the next Sunday and teach. And he was gracious and did. And I remember when he talked, he talked about this place, the church is this diverse group of people coming from all backgrounds and incomes and race and all this and coming together. And he referred to the church, he says, the church is love university. And I thought, what? He says, that's where we learn how to love. The way you learn how to love is within the body of Christ with all these people who you normally wouldn't have been hanging out with. I know you guys. You look, if you sneak, you can't do it because it'll make you feel awkward. You look around, you think, if I wasn't a Christian, I wouldn't be next to this guy or this gal or this situation or that person, right? Age is different. But in the church, there's this huge diversity of people and we come together, we end up learning how to love and that gives us the ability to love the world. And so we were, we, we were taught through that. And so today, we're going to be reflecting, and I want you to be reflecting on this last 12 months, and I want you to be thinking about this place of, you know, for me, this place of the simplicity of saying that we're called as followers of Jesus to be known by our love. Of course, I've preached that and said that all my life, but I'm telling you, in these last few years, it has just, God has just raised it up over and over. And in the middle of COVID and all the, uh, all the division and fighting and ugliness that was revealed in the hearts of the world and the church in a huge way, my heart was just broken. And I found myself reacting and fighting. And I realized, oh my goodness, as I look at people, I need to love <laughs> in a way I don't know how to love. And yet I knew that's what it was calling. In fact, even before all that, I remember what happened one time, is, and you've heard me say this, but God challenged me in a time with him. He says, I want you to go through the entire day and try not to judge one person. Don't raise yourself above one person and love every person. So don't judge them. I tell you, I lasted about five minutes. And the whole rest of the day, I was, and it wasn't condemning. It was really convicting, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe how much of my internal energy is actually justifying myself in some subtle way to make myself feel okay, and how many times I didn't love in situations. And so, I just think this is something that God's been talking to us about as a church. And, uh, you know, the thing about love, just, just take in these verses as I read them. You don't even have to look at them. If you want to just close your eyes even and take them in. And I want to put them all together. But this is something that is as central as it gets to what Jesus said. If you want to pull away the teachings like what's your greatest command? Love God, love others as yourself. And he says, a new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. No one ever has seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And so we know and rely on God's love for us. God is love. 
Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brothers and sisters whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And so we look at Scripture and we just can't, this is it, right? And, and throughout this year, one thing that, uh, a phrase that I think came from just, it was in, talked about in the Gifted series, but love is the substance and measurement of spiritual maturity and Christ-likeness. Love is not, is the, actually the substance and the measurement of spiritual maturity and Christ-likeness. Now, in my life, I've had lots of times I've measured <laughs> my spirituality from many different things. I've had seasons of my life that I thought theology was, I was quite clear. If you had an an a question, I had an answer, and I was right, by the way. And I, I had lots of knowledge. Theology, knowledge is fantastic, but it's not the measurement of spiritual transformation. There's times that I've measured my, you know, my, my spirituality by how good things are going. You guys ever read that one? How's you doing? How, how's you, how are you doing with God? I think all these good things are happening. I'm doing quite well. That is not the measurement. As, mu as good as good things are, that is not the measurement. Or I've had times in which that I've operated in spiritual gifts and I've prayed for people and God's come through me. Or, or you know, I've had this revelation and uh, we know in Corinthians that that's great stuff, but without love, it's nothing, right? Or the spot of how about just accomplishing things? Or accomplishing with great sacrifice. And this is one that you know, the Pharisees were doing a lot of things, and they were doing a lot of sacrificial things. And when Jesus approached them, he said to them very clearly, like, I did not, I don't desire sacrifice. I desire what? compassion and mercy. So that's all just to kind of establish, you know, this place. And so what we want you to be doing, this word here, you think, you know, it's not examine or exam. It's exam, which is slightly different than examine. So, so it's, for me, it's all the same because I can't pronounce anything. But, you know, the reality of it is, is one is a noun and one is a verb. We're talking about exam. So it's actually a place in which you reflect. It's a spiritual practice. Many of you do this every day. You have apps on your phones, but you stop and you reflect what's happening. And you don't just use your eyes. You're saying, God, I want to invite you into this, right? It comes out of Psalms where David often says, search me, O God, and know my heart. We can't see our own heart without God, and he helps us do that. And whenever he speaks to us, it's always life-giving. It's never condemning, but he, he turns lights on. And so during this teaching, what I want you to be doing is to be in this reflection place where you're evaluating. And maybe there'll be times that we go through the series, you go, I remember God said this one particular thing in the series, and you've kind of pushed it away. He might say, yeah, it's what I talked to you about still as true as it was when you heard it the first time, right? And other times, you but be thinking about, has God increased your love for others over these last 12 months. Be thinking about it as we go through this. So, we had a lot of things that we did. We had six different series, and you guys know them all, right, by heart? So, you can get to these, by the way, on, and you have the power, you get a whole, you can have it live, podcast, any way you want it, or, or you can have it, uh, 
you know, with PowerPoints or whatever you want. So we, we have it on the, on the website. But we started out with these, and, and so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go through every one and break it down point by point because you've got to have lunch today, right? So we're not going to do that. We're going to kind of zip through and kind of put a couple highlights. But as I looked at this, one thing that I noticed is that, you know, there's two different types of groups. And this first one we're going to talk about first because we, had, we understand clearly that, you know, there's, there's a place of our loving God is directly connected to our loving people. The two are inseparable and it's always connected, right? And these are talking a lot more about how we connect to God in periods of time and how, how do we do that. And then we're going to see, and then we'll close up with a spot of the places of starting with Love University, the gospel was poor, and the gifted. And we're just going to give a couple highlights on that as we go through it. So, this place as far as, the first thing as far as this whole thing of us loving in increasing levels, again, it is directly connected to your connection to God. We often try to separate that, but the two are together. And as you look at that, you know, we went through, you know, in the verse there, it says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. So because of that, we have to understand the way we're connecting to Jesus, the way we're connected to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the way we're in those places are directly connected to your capacity and your ability to love the way God has asked you to love. And so starting out, this is really just a very short series we did during Christmas, but we were talking, and this is really the starting point of loving. It's understanding and receiving the love of God and the grace and mercy of, of God and forgiveness of your sins through Jesus Christ. That's where it starts. And so we talked about this place of, at last, this longing we've had for has actually been fulfilled in Christ. And we talked about this feeling of being established in your identity in this place that you can say, you know, I am okay. I'm right before God now. I actually belong to him. I'm his beloved child. And not only that, I have a purpose and I matter now, right? And so we started with that one, and then we moved right into this place of be led. And in be led, we talked about Psalms 23. You guys know that one. And we just went through it slowly. But the understanding of this is for us to keep increasing and becoming spiritually transformed, not only do we have to know who we are in Christ, we also have to understand that we are not to lead our own lives. That God, we are designed by God to be dependent upon and to be led and not lead. And so in that spot, we talked about how that looks. In his place of, in that place, we come to know God's love as we yield to him as a shepherd, as a sheep does to a shepherd, and completely trust our whole selves to him and obey him as he says, lie down and rest. We do that. And when we're going through the darkest times of our life when we want to bolt, we stay close to him, we move into him because we don't fear any evil in the deepest, darkest valleys. Because why? He's with us. And these things are building this place of connection to God. And then we went to the getting to your best life. Now, anybody remember what we talked about in that? Let's just do a little test because the title is a little tricky compared to where we go to. You remember what it was? Getting to your best life? Do you remember? Some kind of mystery. Anybody know what it was? You do. 
Good job. Amazing. Gold star. Wait a second. You get three stickers for that. My goodness gracious. Here you go. All right. That's amazing. So, absolutely right. We talked about the Paschal Mystery where it's this place that, quite honestly, when they started this series, I thought to myself, eh, I hope this flies. I'm not sure about this. But the more I began moving into it and understanding this place of this place of having God in the process of real life, because when we, we talked about, the reason we talked about getting to your best life is because when the world says get to your best life, what does it tell you? It tells you, you need a life that has no conflict or no pain and lots of pleasure and, lo- and, be, and your support is about having more money. And so the way you look at that, but then you go into real life and you realize real life is not like that. Real life has pain. This is a world that's broken. And so what Jesus is promising us is as we hold on to him through real life, there's this transforming process, and he describes it in his parables as a seed must die and then come to new life. And there's this repeated transformation that takes place. And Caleb, I believe it was Caleb, did you make this up? Someone did. So we had a little chart. I love charts. Don't you guys love charts? Man, if you don't love charts, I'll pray for you afterwards. All right, so we talked about this whole thing. Then Naomi made this very clear on. We had the Passover, Good Friday, Easter, 40 days, Ascension, and Pentecost. And we basically talked about this process that we see in going from a place that we have loss, and God comes in and brings new life, and then does these deep things with us in the process of letting go, and taking us to this new way of living and a new outlook and a new spirit. And this, I think, is so crucial when we're talking about how do we grow in actually loving people? Because if you're around someone who's gone through that multiple times, you will feel the love of God come out of them. (laughs) Because they know and they can enter in to things of your pain that other people can't. It causes them to not only know the love of God through that process, they begin having the ability to weep with those who weep and mourn with those who, and, and, and rejoice with those who rejoice. And they can come in places and be a part of the processes God's doing in other things as well. So, you know, so this whole thing that we're talking about starting with this whole thing of starting with Love Universe. That's like 14 weeks. We had a long time on that one, so I, just, I, I will not go over all the details on it. But I remember this whole thing of Love University, and uh, um, it really was a, a spot in which that we are people who, who are called to love, and yet that is our new nature that's what we're designed for. When we do it, when we love with the love of God, it is, is life-giving, not to just those people. To us, we find our true purpose. But at the same time, it talks in Scripture that we have to learn this at the same time. We have to learn to love in new ways. And this place of being around other people and recognizing, and so we talked about just getting back to, the, we start with the real basics. Like, why do we need to love? Like, why is that everywhere? And why does God just always talk about it? And part of it, we need to love because God says it's important. It's, it's like the top. 
you know, his words are the words of life. But when we love, it is how we actually reflect God to others, right? You can have numbers of interactions with people, and I can talk about God speaking to me in this area or showing me this thing, but what allows me to know it's God is I can feel who's behind it. I can feel God's love in that conversation or that conviction or that thing he shows me. And it's because it's really just a place of our response. We always talk in our church, this is, God has given us a real relationship with him, which means there's interactions. He loves us and we respond. And the way we respond is to love him, but to, one of the best ways we respond is we love others. And so it's our response to him because he first loved us. And I think the last thing we talked about in the series was we love because this is where we experience God. This is when we love this way, we actually encounter God in this deep way as we love others. And so, as a church, you know, uh, we like, we, when I was getting up here, if you saw me wandering around a little bit, I was for sure I put my notes over there, and I thought, I do not have my notes. And so I was not worshiping that first song, because I like to have, I like it to go smooth in here. I don't like it to be really hard for you to listen because I don't have my notes, right? That's all fine. We, we try to keep the air conditioning so you don't sweat. We try to have some coffee there. I'm telling you, that is great atmosphere. We can even have great presentations, and, and we, our worship can get better and better. Uh, and, it, and my teaching, I don't know if it can get any better, but it, 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 it can just, you know, we get, we get some, here's all it. That's good stuff. There's not, nothing bad about that. But the only thing that transfers life is the love of God. Is it? People come in here and say, that's really great. If they don't sense the love of God, if they don't have a tangible understanding that they feel God, it's not, it's not what Jesus is looking for. You know, we are not a place to put on something. We are a family. So let's just go back to this. We are a family, a spiritual family. And people walk into that spiritual family. And what they experience in that family is what will change their life. Not what we do structurally and all that stuff. And so God is just saying, this is it. Love is what transforms people's lives. And so we want to grow in that. And so when in this, and so this is Love University, right? He has many other people for your love, but he puts us together in this spot that we say we're, we're, we're looking to actually be interdependent. We're actually looking to need each other and be in trouble or work out conflicts and actually keep coming towards each other to God and others to keep get, getting to the place of loving each other to deeper levels. People who are very unlike us, if that's where we're going to, right? If that's what we're doing all the time, then we have to realize this is the place that it happens. Because every other situation you just disappear on. But in church... You're stuck with all these people who are different than you. And if we keep experiencing loving people, we'll have more people come in. They'll even be more different than you. So how are we going to do that? Because this is where God works. And so, one chart, again, Caleb the chart guy. I think this is Caleb. Is this you or Danielle? Which one? I got it. I, 
collaborative. Oh, yeah, I was involved too. Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't. But uh, here's what you can expect. If you want to grow in love, and this being Love University, then it's not necessarily in that order. I use white arrows to describe it and go any order, but just to give some continuity of far as start, be open to this. This is, this is what we are here for. And start investing in one another's lives, in situations. Serving teams are a great way of connecting. It's not just about serving, it's you're connecting these other people around you. And looking and, and starting investing in one another. And guess what? When you start investing and, and, and expressing love, you're going to be what? Stretched. I can look around a lot of you and say, you've stretched me. Yeah. And you can look around and say, you've stretched me. You that's good, right? You've been stretched. And what does it do when you become stretched? You get rooted. You, it, it drives you back to God and saying, God, give me a capacity. Help me forgive. Help me love. Help me see this person through your eyes. And then you get, it, the cycle just continues on all different directions. But I want to kind of close it up with these two. Because we had this series called The Gospel with the Poor, and we just closed out our series with Gifted. And I think the two are real important. I think all of them are, but I think these particular two are. You know, when we look at Scripture and we see something that doesn't align us our life, God doesn't want to condemn us on that, but he wants us to begin seeking that and saying, I want that. I, I, I want that. I know this is, I know if you say this is good. And one thing that God says so clearly in Scripture that often we keep pushing about is God loves the poor. You know, it, it, what's required of us, it says in Micah, is to act justly, love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. He loves justice and he loves the poor. And we are to bring that to the people who are marginalized. You know, we look at the whole thing of Jesus introducing his very ministry. Remember the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to what? To bring the good news to the poor. He loved all people. He spotted and had this deep compassion for those who lacked. Even when it gets to the point of judgment and it's talking about, you know, who fed me and who clothed me and who visited me in prison, you know, all those things, he says, you, it, Jesus says, you did that to me. And he says, I don't remember doing that to you. He says, Whoever you, whatever you did the least of, you did it to me, right? But those are just one of many, many, this is the heart of God. Now, I have a, I have a prayer that I pray. I, I, I've uh, started this thing where vineyard's funny because we don't want to be traditional, right? Because we are spirit-led, Right? But uh, I remember when someone said, you guys don't have liturgy, you just have songs you sing over and over again <laughs> and memorize the words. So yeah, we have our own liturgy. And so one thing is that there's this whole thing of written prayers, man. That was off base when I was, you know, we just, we just go to Jesus and talk to him. And I've realized written prayers are really nice when they come from your heart. So I started writing out these prayers. And one, of my, one part of my prayer that I read in this, I said, uh, I say, God, I uh, ex Increase my love for those who know you and those who don't and give me a heart for the poor and the marginalized. And when I pray it, every time the first two 
I feel like I'm, I feel like God's moving. That third one, I feel like I have so much I want him to do in me that's not there. But I know it's what he wants. And so I've just written it out and I won't take it out because I know that's what his heart is. For me to love the people who often are overlooked, who often are mistreated unjustly, who aren't seen, who are minimized, who don't have a voice, who are hurting and experience injustice. And I want to see those people and I want to figure out a way, how do I love them? And, you know, I don't know. For me, I, this is something I believe that God is doing in our church. It's not, it's not like an easy thing, but I think there's lots of people who are saying, do I love all people, especially those who are marginalized? And so I just feel like God's talking to us about this. And to put that in context of Love University, <laughs> what you learn real quick, you, just, you live, know this on just interacting with one another, right? But you know real quick that you need a love that's beyond your own to love people who are marginalized and don't necessarily reciprocate in the same way. You know it can't be human love. You know that on every level, even with one another. But there's something about learning to love the least and not as a service, but a place that we actually have compassion in and are part of their life. Man, there's something in that it's like amazingly powerful in increasing our love, right? And so, but that's why I think it ties directly in with our gifted series. The things that God is wanting for us as a church, we have to realize it's something that only the Spirit can do. And so the gifted series just reminds us that we are asked to love others as Christ loved us. It doesn't take long theologically to figure out impossible, but we have been given his Holy Spirit who dwells within us and has, we are co-heirs with Christ. We have been gifted of all we need and as we experience the gifts and the love of God through his power, we can give it away. Now that gives me hope for growing and loving people who have been marginalized and people who are different than me. It gives me hope for those people that, that I may have not even associated with before to find myself connecting to them as brothers and sisters in Christ. So, as we think about this, I, uh, you know, I... I, as a church, I feel like that this isn't going to go away. This isn't like a, a year, 12 months. Next year, we've been on love this year, and next year we'll be off of love and on to prophecy. You know, no. The measure and the substance of spiritual transformation is that every one of us, and us as a body, grow in places of love again and again and again. And God is the one who 
It's his university. And he teaches us as we try to love one another. And he expands our capacity to love. I mean, I just want you to think about this place of imagine. Just think about this. How good your life would be if that increased. That God gave you his love for more people. Imagine what that would feel like in your home and in your church, in your work, where you're not fighting off judgment and justifying yourself, but you're, you're finding yourself having, seeing people in God's image to greater and greater degrees. Imagine our community where every 12 months we've gone up a big notch in transformation and now we're loving at levels we didn't the 12 months before. And imagine what that would feel like if that just kept happening as people came into this building. It wouldn't matter if we had coffee or donuts or we were, no matter what, they'd think, I don't know what that's about, but what I felt was I felt God's love for me through people. That's what's going to change the world. The world and culture we're in is not going to be moved by anything else. I'm telling you, it's, we can explain it all. We can, I can get a smoke machine up here. I can, I can dress better. I can say it more clearly. I want to do as best as I can. They are going to be moved towards Jesus because they encountered the body of Christ feeling like Jesus when they're around them. And then truth goes right in. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a, a little exam. We're going to actually have a spot where we're going to just reflect. And we're going to think about this place of love. Prayerfully reflect on this question. Has, God, has my love for others increased in the past 12 months? Now, please understand. You say, well, I'm not going to do that because I know it hasn't, or I can hear some of your thoughts, or I don't want to think about that, or I don't feel condemned. That's not God. If you talk to him about this, this is not an exam as in a college course that you pass or fail. <laughs> this is not that. Don't get it mixed up. This is a place in which God can talk to you about the things he's already helping you with, that he's already doing. And so you might get to a spot, he says, well, and you reflect, and, you have, and God turns on lights, but you'll be able to say, what does that mean, God? And how do I respond to you if that's the case? Whether you're good or wherever you're at. So be open during this time to, for it to go any direction. Now, kids, I know you might be a little restless, but just chill out for this time. You can close your eyes as well, just like you're sleeping, but don't. And, uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to take about two to three minutes, and we're going to do this. So that, and two to three minutes doesn't sound like much. You can tell you're in a large crowd, and you think, oh, my gosh, two to three minutes. I don't know if I can do that. But we're going to have a few minutes. I'm going to read some scriptures over you, but once you get this, once you get to a spot, and your goal is, is just to spend a little time and letting God to say, God, just show me me, show me what's going on, because he's our teacher and he's our helper. Asking that question is, has my love for others increased the past 12 months? So just close your eyes. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. They want to give us some time to just reflect. new command I give to you, love one another.
as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And so we know and we rely on God's love for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love love is made complete in us. So just give you about a minute, just be asking God to show you, has he increased your love over these last 12 months? I'm just asking this question. Jesus, are you inviting me into anything right now? What is your invitation in this area? Holy Spirit, come. Amen.